Hello and welcome to episode 168 of the Tech Reformation, where the world of technology meets the worldview of Christianity. It's just Craig and myself, David, today. Let's get started. Hey, David, what are you drinking? Uh, water bottle. Oh, there you go. What do you think this is? I, I am drinking uh, non-reformed Baptist communion liquid with a little zing. Is that like grape juice with hot sauce in it? Uh, sparkling grape juice. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was close. Um, that was very confusing. <laughs> hey, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, so today... I don't have uh, a topic. <laughs> I figured out the topic while we were doing all this. Oh, cool. Okay. So today, I my wife has a 21 and a half inch iMac. Wait, is this the topic or is this like the pre-topic topic? Yes. <laughs> my wife has a 21 and a half inch Retina iMac Pro. Okay. Uh, that sounds nice. It has not the lowest end CPU, but like the mid-level CPU. This is from last year. So it's like the, tw- or maybe okay. it's the 2017. Uh, yeah. But she has in it a one terabyte uh, fusion drive mm-hmm. and eight gigs of RAM. And let okay. me tell you, it's basically unusable. Oh, really? It is, it is the worst. Well, it's not the worst Mac that Apple makes. They actually make one. They make a 21 and a half inch non-retina with eight gigs of RAM and a, I think it's a 5400 RPM terabyte hard drive non-fusion and i imagine that that is even worse but essentially because because it only has eight gigs of ram as soon as she launches like photoshop and safari Mm -hmm. it just starts chugging it starts uh swapping uh and it's just it's just unusable man that's not good so i see so you must think my imac is just like beyond a joke then well, I based on our difficulties getting recording, I <laughs> I've started to think that anyway. I don't think that's was how much my RAM do you have? Fault. Twelve gig. Yeah, that's right there. That's enough to make it actually usable. <laughs> it's a twenty-one point five inch mid two thousand eleven though, so Retina wasn't even really a thing then. I don't think. Well, I mean, it doesn't um, have to be Retina to be a good computer. Like the question is, yeah, like, does it take five minutes to launch Photoshop? And if you have Photoshop launch, does it take like eighteen seconds to switch between messages and mail? No. <laughs> yeah, this thing is it is crippled wow. with with not nearly enough memory. Uh and it seems like if you have like a MacBook Air with only 8 gigs of RAM, you do yeah. just fine because it's all SSD, so when it's swapping, yeah, yeah. it's it's literally 10 times faster. Yeah. Well, on the 27-inch iMac, you can swap out the RAM pretty easily. Yeah. Like there's two yeah. screws I think in the bottom. I've yeah, done this the same as mine. once before. Yeah. Um, and you can put in up to like 32 gigs. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think on the new ones, you can go up to 64. Um, but on the 21 and a half, you have to remove the front glass panel. Well, not on my 21 and a half. I don't, I just have the two screws in the bottom. Oh, this is a retina. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's annoying. So we were looking into this. We tried to find somebody in Spokane who would do it because I really I don't think that I would break anything, but I know that I would get fingerprints on her screen. <laughs> is it the iMac behind you, by the way? It on is, the disc? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, Samsung recently released, go figure, Samsung's saving our Apple product, 
Samsung recently released a, it's called the X5 SSD. Okay. This SSD has something like 1,000 megabytes per second read speeds and 2,800 megabytes per second write speeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, swap that. Uh, 2,800 read. Um, and so this so, is a portable SSD drive, Yeah, right? it's a portable SSD drive, but it's like the same kind of SSD performance that you would find, at least similar to what you would find in like a MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. So I had this idea the other week. I was like, Sarah, I think we, I think we have the solution. I'm going like, ideally, we would just put more memory in your machine. But since we can't find somebody to do that for us, and we don't want to do it ourselves. And also, it's pretty expensive, like to put 16 gigs in there, I think would be like 400 bucks. Yeah. So we got we got one of these Samsung X5 external SSDs. And sure enough, I so I used super duper by shirt pocket to Mm -hmm. clone her main drive over to this, uh, this Samsung external SSD. Uh, it plugs in via USB-C, which is why it's able to be so fast. Um, mm-hmm. Plug this thing in, did the clone, took like, I don't know, six hours to clone, rebooted, and now everything is running substantially faster. Wow. Um, it's still not Good where work. I would like it to be. It takes like 40 seconds to launch Photoshop, but it's like a usable computer now. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, how much was the drive? Like, are they expensive? We got it used for 200 which isn't great, okay. and it's 500 gigs, uh, which isn't great, but, yeah. I mean, it was cheaper than the RAM, and we didn't have to take her computer apart. Yeah, yeah. And her business has we'll really pay been... pay someone to do it. Her business has really been taken off, so we, uh, we kind of just needed to get her into a working, a working situation. Mm. Well, if her business keeps taking off, I guess you can just get her a new iMac. Yeah, that's what I would like Cha-ching. to do, but she's, she's very frugal, <laughs> especially <laughs> when it comes to tech stuff. Um, I've basically decided I think that I will never buy another Apple laptop until they I fix the keyboards. Know. No, just in general, I don't. I don't know. I, like I'm kind of a never say never kind of person in general. Mm. But I remember when I went looking for my iMac, I already had a 15 inch MacBook Pro, which I still have. And that thing, like I would like to give you that as just like a a science experiment because it, it just <laughs> runs. A friend of mine put an SSD drive in. I don't think 2009 model MacBook Pros were ever made to have SSD drives in them. <laughs> so it, it's like it heats up to the point where you cannot really touch it while using it. Um, but it's like ridiculously slow to load things. And then once things are loaded, it operates like, a, like not too bad. But I, I, think, I think it's just been damaged a little bit. I think it's just too old and crusty to actually do what it's trying to do. I think days. the heat issue is the GPU. Uh, Apple actually had be. Apple had to extend the warranty on that model because the GPUs would something to do with the thermal paste uh, would just like dissolve on the inside, uh, right. something along those lines, well, and the GPUs. It would just lasted heat up a good like what five years before that started happening, five or six years. Hmm. So, like, it's not like it's always been a massive problem, right? But I just remember, you know, I already had that, and then I went and looked at um, iMacs, and I was like. You know, most of the time when I'm doing, say, video editing, which was my sort of, or, or motion graphics, which was my sort of um, more intensive side of what I was needing to use it for, uh, it, you know, I generally don't do that on a laptop anyway because I, I don't like how small the screens are and, and stuff like that. And I have to carry around uh, external hard drives everywhere. It's just easier to have a desktop and work at home. Um, 
And I actually ended up cutting my, like, just because the box, it, it, like, it all packs away so neatly in the box. When I did <laughs> need to be portable, I just chuck the box in the car and take my iMac elsewhere. <laughs> uh, and, like, it just wasn't, you know, I've got the wireless keyboard and the wireless, well, obviously the wireless Magic Mouse and stuff. So I just found for the price of the iMac, oh, it yeah. was so much more sensible to get away, like a, like I said, like a 12 gig of RAM. Um, it's only the i5 model, but the 12 gig of RAM gives it enough grunt to do what it needed to do um, this is- without too much hassle. And so I'm thinking next time we get a new computer, we'll just get maybe the 27-inch or just an upgraded um, iMac because it seems... And I'm also trying to get my parents to head in that direction because they've always just had PC laptops Ooh. and they last like three or four years and then they're just, you know... And like the hinges are falling off and, you know. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm just like... My dad actually made the comment to me a little while ago. He's like, I've been wondering if next time we should try an Apple computer. I think you should get them on iPad. Yeah, I could, but I think there's still, I don't know. I don't know. That might be too much of a jump. My dad does use an iPad mini for um, Mm. a lot of things and my mom uses a Kindle. So maybe they could do that, but I think they'd still like some kind of thing that actually looks and feels like a computer. It's just at this point, if I was going to push somebody across an OS divide, I'd probably try to push them toward iOS, not toward Mac OS. Mm. But you think macOS has problems, or it's just not as I think that intuitive a f- as iOS. Forty plus year old uh, trying to—I'm sure your parents are older than that—but a forty plus year old trying to hop from Windows to another OS has a much better chance of hopping to iOS than to macOS. Not because like macOS is hard to learn, but if you've had Windows patterns instilled in you all your life. And you're yeah, trying, it, it's better to have a complete break where iOS is just completely different in like virtually every, every meaningful sense uh, yeah. than, than to have something that's closely enough to where you're always going to the top right-hand corner to close the window. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually can't believe they still sell, by the way, um, 21.5-inch full HD IMAX. Yeah. Like, I would have thought they would have. Yeah, it's upsetting. This is our topic. So is is that non-retina? Can't be. It is non-retina. It's, it's 1080p. Why are they still selling those? It has a spinning disk drive. Yeah, I was like, 1080p? How? how? Why? <laughs> like, that's the same as what I'm currently <laughs> using, just thinner. So this is actually our topic. Are you ready for that? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready for that. Hold up. Before we get into our main topic, I have a question for you, dear listener. Do you like listening to audio? Yes. Yes, you do. I can tell you do because you're doing it right now. Why are you listening to this show when you could be listening to something far better, say, the Bible? I mean, you could listen to both, but if you had to choose between only consuming podcasts and only consuming spiritual bread, you should definitely choose the latter. That's where Dwell comes in. Dwell is an audio Bible app unlike any you've heard before. Dwell has commissioned four brand new recordings of the ESV Bible, each showcasing a unique and inspiring voice. Plus, the app also features optional background music, exclusively composed for scripture listening by Steinway artist Chad Lawson to help you get into the text. In just 15 to 20 minutes a day, you can listen to the entire Bible in a year. If a daily listening plan isn't your thing, or if you're new to the Bible, check out the 261 curated passages of noteworthy scripture, a great place to begin if you can't decide where to start. They have a seven-day trial that you can take advantage of, and they've given Tech Reformation listeners a pretty generous deal. If you go to dwellapp.io slash techreformation, you can get 33% off their annual subscription, which works out to $19.99 a year or just $1.67 a month. 
yes, that's right, for about the cost of a Burger King bacon cheeseburger a month, you can access a world-class scripture listening experience. Again, check them out at dwellapp.io and transform the way you experience scripture. Our topic is, what do you do as an employee of a company? <laughs> like, okay, companies are always making decisions that are in the best interest of the company and not in the best mm-hmm. interest of the users. But that's like what it is to be a company. That's okay. It's not bad to not always do the absolute best thing for someone. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you would just never have any money and you would die. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you can't give until, until it hurts so much that you're dead. That's, that's not an option. But what do you do? Like, I look at this 21 and a half inch, and, and this has been discussed on Accidental Tech Podcast, which is part of what got it stuck in my head. What do you do when Apple sells, or, or the company you're working for, sells a computer that really can't be good for anyone in any use case whatsoever, period? Like, like, what do you do when the company has not only decided not to do the best thing for users, but has literally just decided to rip users off, you know, rip, rip its customers off? So that's, that's essentially the question. Mm. Like, mm. <laughs> like, you're the developer and the app maker has decided that we're going to push this update even though it's buggy as all heck because we have to make the stockholders happy. Or we're going to push this product even though we know uh, it may catch fire in our users' pants. <coughs> Samsung. <coughs> Samsung. Um, I'm actually really nervous about this uh, Samsung X5. Uh, yeah, I was thinking that, but then I went to the <laughs> website for it, and it has like a whole diagram of like, see, here are all the layers inside this device, including the really thick, well, like, there's a decent size looking heatsink. Oh, good. So, good to know. I uh, still think I'm, I'm going to put assuming it. Assuming they did that to show that they're hoping it won't blow up. I still think I'm going to surround it in a little mode of water. <laughs> an ssd in a moat (laughs) um just don't let don't let your cable um drop down into that moat joe and i discussed this a little bit on the uh i think it was the second ever episode of helvetic uh it's called it's a bad widget um yeah but i thought it would be cool to discuss this with you and maybe bring it uh we were talking about bad design uh, and I know that you'll have some thoughts on that too, but also just bring it into like generic. It could be it could be an app that has serious code problems. It could be hardware that has serious, uh, you know, dangerous issues. Um, Craig and I have both been pretty busy well, this week, so I haven't had a chance to like outline a bunch of questions. But what are your initial thoughts? Well, so basically, I think in terms of like dangerous things like things exploding and you know that it's exploding and you just keep using running with the same tech mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um or like i guess i would put that down to what we talked about last week like there has to be a point where companies are just responsible for their ac- actions and um putting out something that you know is so badly designed or has such poor componentry that it's actually going to cause physical harm to the person who uses it right uh, i can't i can't say i'm at all sympathetic to that cause uh, if if you're talking about Noted. like um, let me write that down if you're talking about uh so apple obviously you know let's use them as an example have the ability to produce i'm just looking at their you know if you, if i just go to imac on my local mac retailer's website uh looks like the top of the range model they're pushing is a 27 inch 5k retina 3.2 gigahertz one terabyte uh 
for $7,299. Uh, so that's an <laughs> iMac Pro. So they've obviously got the ability to do uh, quite like obviously amazing, you know, spec computers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure some Windows users will get on and say, that's not amazing. I can do a 12.8 gigahertz, whatever. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if 12.8 gigahertz exists. It probably doesn't, but you know what I mean. Uh, so they can do that. But then this website tells me that they're still also selling uh, a 21.5 inch, 2.3 gigahertz, one terabyte, 1920 by 1080, uh, which is apparently stunningly five millimeters thick or thin. Um, <laughs> but they're still selling that for $1,530. Isn't that absurd? And so I'm just kind of going, you know, is it morally wrong? Well, no, you just, you know, I, I'm going to a web page where I can see maybe 15 different iMacs and they're all different prices and I can choose which one suits me best and suits my budget best. Mm. Uh, I guess though... The issue I have with it is that we people expect, I don't know if everyone does, but this is how I kind of look at tech and tech purchases. I kind of look at it as um, there is a progressive increase in the quality of the of the equipment that we can buy because of the you know constant r and d and improvement that's happening in in the tech space. Uh, and the and the prices obviously go up as new technology is introduced so as as the latest retina display comes out or or a much larger hard drive or a much bigger you know a much faster cpu or whatever those things will cost more but then once they've been around for a year or two years those things will become kind of the normal pricing as the new things come in right so it's kind of this like new it's like kind of like a conveyor belt like there's new things put on the conveyor belt at the other end that are actually kind of really expensive, but then they kind of come down the conveyor belt they become more accessible to everyone. But that's still better than what everyone had three years before that. Right. Um, and so I, I, I kind of think it's – I don't know if about the moral sort of side of it from the company's perspective. They're just putting out a product and whether people buy it or not is up to them. But it kind of does feel like, you know, this, this iMac I'm looking at now sounds very much like the one I'm currently using, which, like I said, is a mid-2011 model or something like that. And so to, to jump from – maybe the pro, the processor has been upgraded. The It's still an i5, but it's seventh generation instead of whatever I've got. I'm not sure exactly, but, um, you know, it just – it seems like that many years after the case, there should be something that – like the base model should be substantially better in terms of specs even though it shouldn't be that much more in terms of price. Does that make sense? And I guess that's just like an expectation I have. And and so it's hard for me to necessarily call it a moral issue, but I think um, like on the company's part, they're doing something wrong by selling it. But it does feel like that's how people should expect the tech industry to operate at least. Um, and so when the tech industry says, oh, yeah, well, we could be selling you that thing for a similar price because everything's moved on, but we're just actually going to keep selling you the really, really old um you know, car model basically <laughs> for like instead of selling you an up-to-date car, we're going to sell you a 20-year-old car for the same price as a slightly used up-to-date car. Like it just, I don't know, it just feels a little bit dodgy and I don't, I can't really put my finger on yeah, the dodgy, wording of why. Dodgy is a good word, especially if you're an Australian. Uh, sketchy is what I would say. <laughs> sketchy, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but no, like it's, 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 it's a tricky thing because, you know, if you spend the lowest amount of money that you can spend on a MacBook, like the MacBook One or the MacBook Air, even if you get one of the, I think they're still selling the non-Retina MacBook Airs, you're getting a computer that can do stuff. 
Like you're getting a computer yeah. that you can use. Like and 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 everybody has kind of an expectation. That like oh, if I buy the the lowest end thing from Apple, I'm going to be able to use it to comfortably and happily. Like Apple Apple like prides itself in a certain level of user experience and you know a, a certain snappiness. Like I'm going to be able to edit notes, documents, pages, you know, documents, probably run Word and watch YouTube. And presumably I'm going to be able to have like Safari open on Wikipedia, YouTube in the corner, and a notes document. And like be able to run those three things, those three or four things all at once. Or maybe not YouTube, maybe it's just iTunes, whatever. Like you're just going to be able to do that. Like that's not a heavy load. Any computer that you sell now should be able to do that. You should be able to do two or three things at a time that are not demanding. And the problem is that like if you buy, again, any of Apple's laptops, or even if you buy the $400 iPad mini, <laughs> you're going to be able to do that. But if you, if you spend, what is this now, $1,100 on the base model iMac, or actually, honestly, even the Retina 4K iMac, the, uh, the $1,300 one here, um, if, you, if you buy those, you're not going to be able to multitask. Like Best case scenario, it's going to be a Safari-only computer. And I just think that the reason I, I, I have ethical quandaries about that is like, I think Apple knows what people expect from them. And for them to sell a product that essentially like best case scenario, you can run one thing at a time. I don't know. That, mm-hmm. that seems like, because here's the thing. You've got the eight gigs of RAM and then you have, it's a one terabyte hard drive, which is great, but it's a 5,400 RPM drive. It's not even 7,200 RPM. That costs Apple like five cents. It barely costs them anything to to go to the uh, to go to the Fusion Drive. But honestly, I don't. I I I just I don't understand it. It's <laughs> it's like I know that there are people out there, and it frustrates me too for Apple's brand because I know there are people out there who buy this computer and they conclude that like, oh, Apple just makes garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's it's tricky because I kind of look at. Um, the pricing as well, and just go, you know, you could for a, a simple, for, for probably for less money, just maybe, mm-hmm. um, you could get something from another brand. Uh, actually, yeah, for for say four or five hundred dollars less, you could get a a computer. May not be a desktop computer with as big a screen or whatever, but you could get a computer that will do what you need it to do. Um, for less money. It, f- it feels like that way. So it, it feels like they're still pricing these older or, or less highly spec iMacs as like a luxury item when there are other options out there on the market that people who were happy to move away from Apple would probably be just as well off purchasing, if that makes sense. Right. Um, and so it does feel like, I guess if in that way, it feels like Apple shooting themselves in the foot, which is maybe their own fault and their own issued not like <laughs> not a moral issue just maybe bad business yeah idea i mean they've they've always like way overcharged for the hardware i mean mm-hmm. it's always been 30 to 50 percent but it's one of those this is one of those things where i have to ask like is there a valid use case for this product that like somebody would want to buy it for if they knew what they were getting and for these two low-end imac 21 inches i can't think of Maybe there is like may, maybe there there's uh, schools out there that only let their students use the web browser, and this this well, is perfect for them. 
we we were talking before about my parents, right? Like my parents have always had, um, yeah, PC either PC desktop computers or in more recent years, um, like in the last ten years or whatever, they've switched to PC laptops. Um, but then the idea of going from there to Mac is kind of um is intriguing. And you said you'd go to iPad instead, which is fair enough. But I wonder if, you know, someone who someone who literally just, like you said, wants a computer they can use the internet on, um, you know, search the web, um, send emails, type up documents, uh, you know, maybe store some photos and print some photos occasionally and things like that um, without using, you know, um, Photoshop, at least, you know, anything bar sort of anything beyond Photoshop elements or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um then maybe that's okay. Maybe you know, maybe a twenty-one point five inch full HD iMac is enough it's for that really for those though. purposes. It's it. That's the like the thing is that it it won't even like. It's the kind of thing where if you tried to even use photos to edit stuff, and you happened to have mail in the background, like you're <laughs> you're going to wait like two two you know thirty seconds to see but, your exposure. But adjustment. is it though? Like it's got. I don't know. It's that's hard to say because I'm running one of these machines. It's just that I've got the twelve. You gig have of RAM, twelve gigs of RAM. Do you, yeah, which obviously, which obviously helps a heck of a lot. I mean, you understand this, the concept of swapping, right? Swapping in what way? Uh, so, so like when the computer runs out of memory, it starts writing to disk. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like the the thing about this is that like a fifty four hundred RPM hard drive when it swaps, you're talking mm-hmm. about like oh, I want to write. I just want to write like 60 megs of data to, to RAM. The computer is yeah. going to take like two or three seconds to do that between mm-hmm. seek time and the, and the actual writing. And then reading it back, it's going to take the same amount of time. So like, I don't yeah. know, 60 megs is like, for, for a program, that's like a drop in a bucket, you know? Yeah. Especially if you're running Safari. I think th- this, is, this is the big thing is that like, when this computer was first made, having eight gigs of RAM and having to page after that was considered acceptable because we weren't doing all the crazy things that we're doing with web apps and with like JavaScript, like web pages were generally just like HTML with like minor amounts of JavaScript here and there. But now, like if you just look at your, if you probably, if you have Safari open and you look at it right now, it's probably using six gigs and, and Chrome is even mm-hmm. worse. Yeah. But I mean, okay, so... I, I guess the factor that I'm, I understand what you're saying there, and I, I agree. I guess the fact that the factor that I'm less sure of how what sort of on the ground difference it makes uh, is like uh, the actual processor difference. So, like I said, I you know my processor is now whatever it is, eight nine years old. Yeah. Um, whereas these are you know these these twenty one point five inch models have a seventh generation i5 and so whether or not that and they've also got a different graphics card i should admit as well right whether or not the graphics card's better i i would have to do like some i'm sure they are some kind of chart I mean, comparison but um yeah it probably is because just technology shift in that time but so i guess like you know without i feel like it's hard to say oh, i would definitely not be able to do anything bar safari at any one time um just because i don't it's i don't have any quantitative measure of time for um processor difference between now and then if you know right. what i mean uh but but i take your point it, you know it it still seems 
like if the company if, if the company involved has the ability to make a product that is uh highly usable and really uh beneficial to the customer and then they have the ability to make a product that is barely usable and they still sell the barely usable product for a decent amount of money like $1100 US or $1500 Australian then that does become uh, it does put into question i guess why they're not just shifting their base model to one of the newer models and adjusting their pricing accordingly. It right. does or seem greedy, I guess, is what I'm saying. Or like, like there are any number of things that they could do. They could say, instead yeah. of sacrificing disk performance, we're going to sacrifice disk mm-hmm. space. So the base model only mm-hmm. has a 256 gig uh, SSD. That would make it yeah. perform well enough, but but you'd still have a limiting factor. Like I'm for, like I'm not just trying to spend Apple's money. I'm for them, <laughs> like dumbing down the standard as you as you spend less and less money. But I guess the analogy that I'm I, I'm struggling, I think I'm struggling to articulate why I find this offensive. And, and the the essential reason is there's an implicit understanding between the buyer and the company when you buy a certain category of product, right? Like when mm-hmm. you buy a refrigerator you expect that it's going to keep your food cold. Like nowhere yeah. in the specs chart does it mention that. It tells you how much energy it uses, it tells but it doesn't tell you this will keep your food cold yeah. all the time. Like that's you're what you're buying it's for. it for the purpose that you're buying it for. Right, that's like, what you're buying it for. And like obviously yeah. with computers you can have all kinds of different use cases. I need, you know, nobody nobody is stupid enough to go buy the MacBook 1 to do 8K video editing and use Nuke for compositing. Yeah. Like nobody's <laughs> going to do that. I mean, I hope not. Um, well, and if you do, that's your you fault. You can imagine what would happen if they did. <laughs> right. If you do, that's your <laughs> that fault. That thing would probably set itself on fire as well. Um, but like, imagine going to the store and buying a refrigerator, and it's like, wow, this has great energy performance. It's a decent price. It's lowest end model. Yeah, but like, but my, you know, it's fine. It's and then lukewarm. You f- What's that? <laughs> but it's lukewarm. Right. You find out. You get it home. Like, it keeps everything cold from 2 to 3 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> or like it keeps everything cold in the upper compartment and then the rest of it is just food storage for non-perishables. Yeah. Like and it's not it's not listed anywhere. It's not like I guess maybe somebody might find that useful for something maybe, but I don't understand why you didn't tell me that at the outset. And it like like it would be another thing if Apple put this under a special like clearance section and they mentioned that like these computers are specifically for and then outlined the tasks that they think that it's fit for. But people buy a computer be expecting to be able to run five Safari tabs and check their mail and watch a YouTube video and not like have it hang all the time. And and mm-hmm. I can tell you from from like my wife's experience with the version of this that does have the uh, the Fusion Drive that really you can you can barely do that with the Fusion Drive. And the only reason that you can is because the swapping that it's doing it's trying to do to the Fusion part of the Fusion Drive. If you were to yeah. if you were to take the the overall disk drive and drop the performance by like thirty percent, which is w- what you do here, and remove the SSD, I, I cannot mm-hmm. fathom how slow these are to use. I want to run down to an Apple store and try one, but I'll bet they yeah. don't have it there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Hey, like that's what I mean by I, I would like to actually try one of these machines to see what it is like. Um, the trouble is often when you're trying these in stores, they only have things like mail and web browsers installed. So, right. Like, they don't always have like, um, you know, Premiere Pro or After Effects or Final Cut or something that you can uh, mess around with. Because I really, I think last time when I bought my machine, I was basically saying like, I want to be guaranteed that this thing is going to, when I said a render going, not give me a, an amount of time that is more than, you know, two hours, for example, right. for, for a reasonably um, not 
in, insanely huge job. Um, and and it kind of you know in general it has performed to to that level, but that's very hard. You don't get to test that thing often in store. You just kind of you are taking a little bit of a leap if you've got a use case in mind. Um, sometimes it's hard to. I guess what I'm saying is sometimes it's hard to match up exactly how the hardware that you're being sold is going to perform for those use cases because you can't test that before you purchase. Right. Right. Yeah, and I mean so, that's like, when you're when you're a high end user, you're you're aware that this is just the world that you live in. Like you don't buy the yeah. base model. You go look on YouTube, find people using DaVinci Resolve or Premiere or whatever, and see what kind of performance they're getting out of it. You look at benchmarks, etc. So, would you feel better if Apple was offering a like like you said? I think clearance items would be good. Like if they were saying, look, these are old models. It's still a computer, and it's still. Not like it's you know it's it, it will run right. Um, so if you want to buy it, we will make them available. I think they should be dropping the price considerably. Oh, yeah, I think they is, should be like, the price point is highway robbery. <laughs> it should be yeah, it should be under a thousand dollars for sure. <laughs> um, and I also think what they probably should be doing with those machines is saying thirty day you know money back whatever whatever you call well they that. do but, they do know, have that admittedly which is nice do they yeah okay. Well, that's that's good. I see. I've forgotten. I never buy the Apple Extended Care or anything because I always feel like I'm already paying heaps for the, <laughs> the hardware itself. Yeah. So I don't want to fork out extra, even though it's only like another hundred dollars. I'm just like, no, no, no. You're getting like two and a half grand out of me already, or whatever it is. Um. So yeah, but I guess I guess with that in mind, maybe I can see uh, like it, I feel a, a little bit less awkward about it with the thirty point. day thing. Yeah. Because then if someone gets a home and they, they literally can't look at a photo, check their email, and be surfing the web without something exploding or um, just stopping working completely, then, you know, that would... Then at least they can take it back and say, look, I can't even do basic tasks on this. Yeah. Um, but but I still think the price point is a big thing. Like Like I'm saying, I'm looking at, you know, all the iMacs available at my local Apple retailer and just the sheer... Um, sort of volume, like the the overall pricing of all of them. I still look at them all as a pretty pretty expensive computers. Oh yeah. And so when some of them are spec way down, it's like uh, why? Like that doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel right. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it, and it, it's it's also just not even comparable ac- across the line, right? Like if you spend eleven hundred dollars on a la- on one of their laptops or on the Mac Mini, you would be yeah. getting a computer that's that's highly usable. That's like a a really good computer. Assuming that your your expectations of it are in line with the fact that it's you know the bottom of the line, like you're again mm-hmm. you're not going to be rendering 8K video and uh, uh, compositing in Nuke and and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. So the the moral question that I'm trying to ask, if we can step away from from Apple specifically here, is sure yeah the 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 issue that I see with 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 stuff like this is. There's an implicit understanding. It's not stated anywhere. Like, nowhere does the fridge say, this will keep your food warm 24-7. Because <laughs> uh, everybody just... Its name is a fridge. It's a refrigerator. Right, right. Or it's a computer, right? Like, it should compute something. Like, it should do something in a reasonable time frame in comparison to what, what I don't know, this year's vernacular for the word computer means. Mm-hmm. Um... Because technically, you know, Apple could also put like a, a uh, you know, like like an old Power Mac on here for eleven hundred dollars, and people would be really disappointed. Um, but 
so 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 there's an implicit understanding and the lie is in omission the lie is in not telling people that like we know that you're thinking based on the price of this thing based on the fact that it's a computer based on the fact that it's a mac based on the fact that other computers that we sell and that other people sell are able to do all of these all of these standard things like email and browsing at the same time but this one doesn't and we're not going to tell you that um mm-hmm. where where again like the it's it's a ripoff not necessarily legally speaking nobody nobody can come after apple and say you said that this would run four safari tabs and let me check my mail at the same time and it doesn't mm-hmm. right nobody can legally come after them but everybody knows it's really slimy and it's it, 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 <laughs> it's ethically dubious at best and i guess the question the, like like where where would you fall if you know you were the Apple Store employee and you were told to push these things for older older customers who were coming in who wouldn't know any better? I don't I don't think Apple actually does that. I imagine that they don't sell many of these and that their their employees don't push them. But what if you were asked to push something like that where you know that it's it's breaking an implicit agreement uh, with between the buyer and the seller? Uh, I think this is why. I'd- I would never want to work in sales in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because I just wouldn't be comfortable. I, I, I think it becomes a matter of conscience and my conscience wouldn't let me. Well, no. Okay. I think it's actually morally wrong to push something that's going to be bad for the purchaser to purchase. Mm. Like if it's actually just throwing their money away. Right. Then that's not a good thing. Like gambling. No, it's not ever, I don't think, morally ethical to promote gambling as a good idea. Um, to make it available is one thing. You know, there are companies that do that, but say, hey, you should gamble your money away. Uh, I think is there's always something morally questionable about that. So as a as a salesperson, the idea that you should um, be asked to push something or that you would be asked to push something, um, which you know is you're just pushing it to bring dollars in. You're not pushing it to help the customer at all. It's not going to be something they're going to actually benefit from. I would, my conscience would have a real issue with that. Um and therefore, I don't think I'd be able to work in that industry. Yeah. I think I'd be out the door pretty quick because that that must happen in like we're not saying Apple does it, but like you said, that must happen elsewhere. Um, I'd imagine it happens in used car lots all the time, for example, which yeah. we all kind of we all know that happens. I mean, you know, there's a reputation there for they needed to just clear the lot and get more stuff, more stock in, so they just sell dodgy stuff. Uh, not all used car places, obviously, but some places sell dodgy stuff um, and they still make some money on it and they shouldn't be because it's not worth any money at all um, apart from scrap metal at times. <laughs> so, I th- yeah, I think if you kind of use that analogy and then take it across to computers, there has to be a point where any of this tech we could say is is only really worth its parts, you know what I mean? Right. Like it, those parts together are no longer serving an adequate purpose that they were originally designed for in any meaningful way compared to other things out there in the marketplace and therefore to to push that towards someone as a good purchase choice is actually i would say is actually immoral yeah. so i would not be able to do that yeah i think i think what i would try to do in that situation is find the use cases that it actually is reasonable for and tell mm-hmm. customers that this is really what it seems to be good at like i will push yeah. it to yeah. those people and then also start looking for another job because I know that's not going to last long. Like I know that if they hear me <laughs> talking to a customer and saying, oh, you want to you wanna browse the web? It's not really good for that. It's really more for like running shell commands 
uh, as long as you don't need to <laughs> open too many terminals. Um, like that, that's essentially what I, what I would be doing. And then, you know, again, looking, looking for, for other work. I don't know. I think it's such a, this whole thing of like ethics in the workplace, I feel like is an area that the church is extremely undereducated in, uh, in the West and Australia. Um, (laughs) we're part of the global West, even though, (laughs) however that works, I don't understand. (laughs) I guess if you just keep going. Yeah. Um, well, everything's West eventually. <laughs> episode title. Because it, it really feels like, I mean, you know, Luther talks about how God doesn't need your good works. Your neighbor does. Right. And, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I feel like most people's idea of the reason they work at their job, e- even though this would go against Luther, um, the reason they have a job is to provide for their family and a place to evangelize. Mm-hmm. And like, really the main reason you have a job is to love your neighbor. You, you know, the reason yeah. that we all do what we do is not just to make money and it's not just to feed our family. Like, like you might even think that just feeding your family is, is altruistic, but like if you're feeding your family at the cost of someone else's uh, livelihood or, or well-being, then you're you're still just being selfish. You're still just not loving your neighbor. You're maybe you're loving your family, but you're not loving your neighbor. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's there like there's there's in my mind the like the purpose question. Like, why do I even have this job if all that it all that it does is hurt people? Like, if if it's my job to hurt people, why do I have this job? Why does this job exist? Mm-hmm. And specifically, why am I filling it? I know somebody will come along and fill it later, but like like you said, like my conscience can't bear this. Like I need to, mm. I need to be in a job where not only am I feeding my family and not only do I have a place to interact with uh, unbelievers and believers and, and one another and what have you, but specifically I need, I need a job that has a purpose, which is the, the common good, you know? So are you, are you equating selling bad products to being a hitman? Uh, no, <laughs> it's not as Your bad. Job is to, job is to hurt people. <laughs> Well, not not physically necessarily, but like everybody is hurt when they spend eleven hundred. I mean, you can be really yeah. like when you when you think about it, right? Like the person, this person goes out to get a computer. They go to Apple because they want something that's going to work and work well. And like they yeah. just got a work from home job doing, I don't know, YouTube transcription, right? Like yeah. li- watching YouTube videos and transcribing them. I, AI are all yeah. doing that anyway. But like the kind of thing that you would think the cheapest product from Apple could do. And this thing mm-hmm. cannot do that well. And now they're out yeah. $1,100. Uh, obviously, there's the re- return policy and everything. But like that could really seriously ruin somebody's month or, or you know, even cause them to lose a job if, if they're on their own to provide a computer. Yeah. There comes a point where uh, technology is made for a purpose and it's made to make our lives better. So if, if the, or to make things easier for us or to help us achieve certain tasks that we couldn't do without it. And if the technology that we are spending considerable money on doesn't do any, doesn't fit into any of those three categories anymore, then it probably shouldn't be being sold to us <laughs> as if it does fit into those three categories. And if it is sold to us on those, pre, on those sort of under that pretense, then that's lying or, like you said, it's morally dubious at best. Um, and so I think, I don't know, you've made me think about this 
probably more than I have recently <laughs> uh, to the point where I would, you know, right now if I was going, if I was looking for a new computer, I probably wouldn't, uh, this, I don't know, this is a silly thing to say because I'm not, I don't want to go out and buy a PC, but I would be seriously looking at what are the other options because Apple's pricing just, uh, pricing for what you get for your dollar um, doesn't seem to be ac- uh, fair mm. or appropriate uh, at the moment. Um, and I think if they didn't have those lower end models and they were sort of, like I said, moving things down the conveyor belt and kind of having what was new three years ago be now the new $1,500 model, if that makes sense. So you you know you're getting something that's two or three years old in terms of technology for that same price, then I would kind of be more accepting of that. But considering some of the stuff they're selling, it seems older than that. It just feels like it shouldn't be that way. Hmm. And uh, you can talk about that in general, not just with Apple, but I'm just saying like, you know, for me at the moment, I now that we've talked about it in this sort of at this level of detail, um, I don't I don't think I'd feel right about sinking money into that company because I would be knowing that anything, even if I buy a higher spec model hmm. that does suit my needs and do everything I needed to do, I'm paying more than I should be it feels like for something that does that job. Do you know what I mean? Or I could be sourcing that elsewhere for cheaper. Um, just not, it just wouldn't be an Apple product. And so I think there's, there seems to be some kind of disconnect going on there, which, which does, it, it kind of has landed for me as a moral issue on their part. And therefore something that I, I don't know. I'm just glad I have a computer that runs <laughs> and I don't have to make any purchasing decisions at the moment <laughs> in this area. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually really hope they just get rid of those, they, mu- they should sure mark they them will. as clearance and be done with it. I'd be surprised if they last <laughs> another two years. Yeah, no, like, but I was I was really surprised at the beginning of this conversation to go on and see that essentially the computer I'm using now is basically still available for purchase. Yeah, um, that's I think that's amazing <laughs> in a bad way. I mean, the all of this really started for me because I felt ripped off when we bought when we mm. bought Sarah's computer because we didn't buy the lowest end. We didn't even buy the second to the lowest end. We bought the the third one on here, you know, and I think we raised something. I think we raised the CPU um, and we were just expecting to get something that would, you know, for that amount of money, we were expecting something that would that would support the kinds of things that she wanted to do. And she's not like editing 8K video, but she's doing mm. some 4K here and there and lots of complex Photoshop compositions uh, mm-hmm. is probably the, the heavier end, end of what she's doing. Um, and I don't, I don't feel like we were actually ripped off. I feel like it's borderline right there. Like that's the kind of thing where if I were asked to do it, like, oh yeah, this this will work. Like it does work. She she gets it to work, and it's it's not good. Um, but again, these these lower end models, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Um, but all of that said, like. I still think that, like, honestly, the 27-inch, like, the base 27-inch is a... Mm, is that a terabyte fusion? Mm, mm. If you spec these computers out <laughs> correctly, actually, you can't... Even if you spend $2,300, you're still getting a fusion drive and a... Mm, this just makes me angry. You're still getting a fusion drive <laughs> and only 8 gigs of RAM. Um, and honestly, if you buy a laptop right now, you're getting the keyboard that's unreliable. Um. <laughs> <laughs> right now's a bad time. The Mac Mini, though, that's on fire. Like that is a good machine. Yeah. Uh, what would I? I've actually... always been interested in Mac Minis. Um, I think that's the only thing that I would recommend from their product line. But no, I mean, you know, if you're if you're okay with the keyboard thing, caveat emptor, right? 
Um, mm-hmm. And you can spec out an iMac like right here if I grab the the base 27 inch. Uh, this is David live specking out an iMac on Tech Reformation. <laughs> and I just upgrade the RAM to 16 gigs. Just to 16. Okay, we're at 2000. We are running a six core CPU, a 570X. This is a respectable computer. It's not amazing, but for $2,000... It's probably 30% overpriced if you were to try... Well, here's the thing is you can't get a 5K display for a PC. Um, mm-hmm. But if even if you went 4K with a color accurate display, you're probably 30, maybe 40% overpriced. But you're getting the Apple mm-hmm. experience. And, and like yeah. customers have to decide. Like You could argue like Windows, right? Windows licenses cost $110. You can get everything out of a Windows license in terms of being able to run programs and, and do all these different things. You could do all of that for free with Linux. You're paying a price tag for Windows. You know, it does all the same yeah. things minus some proprietary software. Um, yeah. But, but you're paying for it and you don't have to. So like, is that okay? Was, of course it is. Of course, it's fine for Apple to charge more because they put their label and their operating system on it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I I would agree that now's a now's a rough time to buy anything Mac. I'm really hoping to see some new systems from them in in June. Uh, Do you know if you can upgrade the RAM on Mac Minis? Yeah, or is it just yeah? I think they go up to yeah, like 64 can. gigs. Okay, because they're selling their base models both. Well, they both come with eight gigs, um, but they're also SSD storage, right? Yeah, yeah, and quad and six core computers instead of dual core, which some of the ones that are some of the iMacs for sale are still dual core. I think. Yeah, the, that so, dual core. <laughs> Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. So yeah. I. I think it's a rough time to buy as well. But the Mac Mini is still of interest to me. I have. A, I have a monitor that I'd be happy to use with one of those. Um. Although it probably has a higher resolution output than what the monitor can support. Um. But I. Th- yeah. I think that's kind of the only option that I'm looking at and going. I wouldn't necessarily feel rip- ripped off paying that money for that hardware. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It's a tricky one. I'm sure people in the Slack will have a lot of things to say about this, and I'm sure they'll also like actually pull up spec charts and stuff that we didn't really weren't really able to do um, in a great level of detail while kind of trying to talk about it live. Uh, so be a little bit forgiving to us this week if you can about the fact that we were kind of talking, um, well, it was sort of researching as we were speaking and trying to um, talk about talk ac- as accurately as we could have about those things. But yeah, I'm sure there'll be heaps of discussion to follow. Yeah, especially, guys, if you have ever had to face a situation of uh, basically being required to do something slimy for your job to uh, rip people off, as it were. Uh, We'd love to hear what you did, what you would do now, maybe, um, uh, and any other thoughts you might have on this subject. You can join our Slack by going to slack.techreformation.com. And you can also hit us up on our website, techreformation.com. Well, you can't really hit us up, but you can see the back catalog of uh, past episodes and there's a whole stack of content on there. All different topics that um, hopefully will be something of interest to you and maybe even something you can share with someone else. Indeed. This has been The Tech Reformation. Thank you for listening and we'll see you again next week. Oh no, I ain't looking back